Welcome back to the JSM FFL podcast. We are here, championship week with the mullets. How are we doing? Doing good. Feeling good. Yeah. This is uh, your first championship in the mullets. Walk us through mullets history. So, Jeff Query's mullet was born in, I believe, the year 2001. Wow. Uh, my older brother Brian had a league in Minnesota. He had a group of friends and co-workers and whatnot that, uh, they got together for a fantasy football league. The first year they played, I was living that summer with Brian in the Twin Cities. Um, I didn't play the first year just because I was going back to college and sure. they wanted to keep it local. They had enough guys or whatever. So <laughs> I proceeded to just, they, they got a half barrel for a 10 man league. Wow. And, uh. I believe we, I believe we, by, I think we killed it. I think I probably drank a quarter of it by myself. Wow. So I, uh, yeah, I got really drunk. You know, not quite as drunk as Kevin did in our draft, but uh, nobody ever gets that drunk. Not belligerent, not screaming at fellow fellow league members? No. It, it, Kevin was over at the, our house for the holidays on, on Saturday. We counted the beers after because you brought that new case with. Yeah. He... He drank 22 plus beers. Yikes! On Saturday. This was like, you're talking about Christmas, Christmas weekend? Day. Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day. 22 beers. That's that's uh, just under a beer an hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he started at three. It's yikes. not like he started super early. He started at three. Big yikes. Um, but I digress. Uh, so, so I believe the mullets were born the following season. Yeah. Uh, the name, the Jeff Query's mullet name. Uh, it comes from a former Packers player. And this is the only name you use in fantasy. Like, this is the only... It's the only fantasy name I've ever had. That's nuts. It's the only fantasy name I've ever had. Uh, Jeff Query was a... Uh, so the Packers in the late 80s and 90s had a penchant for trying to find the elusive, speedy, white running back slash wide receiver. Yeah. And for a few years, Jeff Query... Uh, fit that bill. Yeah. Uh, he was a scrub. You know, I don't think he probably ever caught more than 15 or 20 passes a year. Yeah. Uh, so the league knows uh, his whole career, 18, 1,800 yards, uh, Cooper Cups going, he already destroyed that this season. But he was uh, notable because he, throughout his career, he, he wore a, sported a long blonde mullet, which could be seen coming out of the back of his helmet. And, uh, Disgusting. He was, uh, you know, he's just one of those guys where he, when he's on your team, you just pull for him. Yeah. So as a as a young, you know, Packer fan, I was a Jeff Query fan. <laughs> Big yikes. <laughs> so. Okay, did you ever have an opportunity to get his jersey? Like, was it like that, the fandom that strong? Uh, you know, jerseys back then, because I think he, his last year with the Packers might have been 89 or 90. Yeah. And jerseys didn't really become a thing that people bought until the early 90s. I remember the first jersey that I ever bought. Yeah. Was a Reggie White jersey when he signed with the Packers. Okay, okay. Uh, so, no, I never acquired a Jeff Query jersey. Yeah, I'm glad that wasn't your first jersey. Although, you can customize any jersey on the NFL <laughs> site. So, you know, maybe, if, if you win, we might have to... We'll see what we might happens. Have to, the league might have to pull for a Jeff Query jersey. I mean, if I win, I can afford a Jeff Query custom I mean, jersey. More, yeah, I mean, easily. Um, just so the league knows, uh, Pro Football Reference has Jeff Query ranked... As the 636th uh, wide receiver ever to play. So, like, top 700, uh, pretty good, I guess. That's my boy. You know, but better than all of us. 
Um, so 20 years and you finally make it to a championship game here. Uh, not only have you made a championship game in our league, you've made one in your other league. We'll get there in a sec. But you are the second fastest uh, expansion team to, to, to start in our league and make it to the ship. How does how does all of that feel? How does your progression in the John Saunders League like? What what are you taking from all of this? I mean, I don't feel like it's a it is an expansion team, I suppose. Um, but I've been playing fantasy for so long that I, I didn't feel like I was coming in as a rookie. I didn't feel yeah. intimidated coming into the league by any means. Yeah, I didn't also take the league seriously the first year. Uh, the, I didn't. I'll be honest with I you. I mean, I mean that's uh, fair. That's the, fair. The, you told me behind I, behind the mic. I, I, just to be to be fair, when Brandon asked me to join the league, I decided very late. Uh, I was actually almost done with fantasy football altogether at that point. I was considering just not even doing my other league because the other league is not a competitive league. It's a fun league. We just do it for the draft. It's a ten man. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Ten man. I don't. I don't care. Um, like I said, it's not a competitive league. It's fun. It's it's guys that we've known each other our entire lives. It's all about the draft. We make a bunch of food. We get together, we tell old war stories, and uh, but it just got to the point where it was harder and harder to get everybody together every year. Yeah. Um, we've done drafts on that league on opening day because we always do a live draft. <laughs> we've done we've we've drafted after games have been played. Yeah. Uh, because of Thursday night game, we've drafted on the opening Sunday. Yeah. And it was actually stats real, already recorded. Stats are already recorded. You know. You know, if you pick players that already played, you know what they did the first week. Yeah. And that was a strategy. People were, you know, reaching for, I think Philadelphia played. So people were, like, picking random eagles way earlier than they should because they put up 15 or 20 points. <laughs> and uh, just to get that first week W or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but we've always done a live draft. We won't do the league if we can't do a live draft. So. Um, that's commitment. You know, that's that's a strong commitment from a 10-man. I mean, I, I feel the heart. You know, when you talk about this. Yeah, so but it just became harder and harder. To, as guys get older, they got things going on, kids and yeah. careers and whatnot. So it's, uh, you know, it's there came a point where I, I considered walking away just because. Hanging uh, up the mullet. Hanging up the mullet. Um, it just, just because various factors. And then uh, when, when you asked me to join the John Saunders League... Um, I, the first draft, I specifically drafted players that I wanted to watch play, and, <laughs> and that was it. What a strategy! It was it. I I didn't I didn't join to to win the league. Yeah. I said if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play fantasy, I want to pick players that I can watch. Sure. Players that I care to watch. A strategy you shouldn't use in fantasy. No, it's dumb. Not at all. It's dumb. Uh, but then I got into it. Yeah. You know, then I my you com- saw the magic. My competitive competitive fire sort of relit, and that's when I. You know, about halfway through the first season, I started to kind of take it more seriously. Try yeah. to try to you know fix the roster that I had filled uh, with the holy Saunders. <laughs> filled with the holy Saunders. Tried to uh, you know take the roster that I had and make the best of it. And yeah, I mean, everybody sees my strategy with roster. My my roster is always fluid. Um, I don't consider any players untouchable. I'm always looking to uh, if I can't if I have. Uh, you know, let's say I have too many wide receivers that I know I can't play them, and they're quality players. I'm going to look to try to upgrade another position. Yeah, you have you have a strategy when it comes to, to to team composition that the team is what it is in that week. Where a lot of players, 
Brian Canoy. Hold on to, like, and, I, and I, I give Canoy a lot of shit on the pod, but, you know, he's in the ship. Congratulations. But there's a lot of p- players, you know, he, uh, he included, that um, just keep random, like, for the, 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 the uh, infinitesimal shot in the dark that this person is going to start and give them 50 points, you know, week to week to week, you know, to, to end their season, when really it's just a wasted roster spot. Well, I found that in a lot of leagues that people have a... They're almost like married to the players they drafted. Yeah. Like, they're super loyal to the players they drafted. Um, I don't know if it's because they think that if they give up on those players, they did a they had a bad draft or yeah. they made bad decisions. Um, but I think if you look at my roster right now, I have three players that were drafted by the Mullets. I think I have six players that came in by trade. Yeah. And I think the rest are just waiver warriors. I don't think anybody... I think that's the lowest number of drafted players remaining on a roster... In our league. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, and you're playing uh, Kanoi, who has nearly, I think it's like 80 to 85% of his roster that he drafted. Um, you know, most of his bench uh, are players that he's had for, you know, five, six weeks. Again, it's a it's a strategy that got him here, but, you know, I think, uh, I think a lot of people are married to that strategy of, I drafted this guy, number one, or he was my second overall pick, and I can't move him. I can't trade him. I can't do this, uh, which really holds a lot of people back. You know, you got to, you know, it's what are what is this person doing for me this week? And do I see value in upcoming weeks that's going to continue like this trajectory? Sure. And I think once I, you know, it became sort of inevitable that I was going to make the playoffs, the, the last third of the season was just about... The, the three-game slide? was really just about making sure the roster was right for yeah. the playoffs, like deep enough, um, diverse enough. Uh, I didn't want to be overloaded at running back because you can only play two, maybe three. Um, so <clears throat> that was uh, that's really what the last third of the season was about for me. Was just I didn't really care about the wins and losses. Once it became pretty clear that I couldn't get one of the bye weeks anyway, um, and then there's also strategy in the seeding. I, you and I have talked about, um, you know, the, is it really better to have the three seed over the four seed? Sure. I I think, you know, sure, you get the, the, the lower seeded team in the playoffs, but, you know, you also have advantage on waiver wires. You absolutely had the easier route to the championship, you know, versus sure. the other the other division winner, uh, Dan, where he had to play Kanoi. Uh, you know, in a game coming out of uh, uh, his win over Kevin, you know, yep. where, you know, where you get to face, you know, in the championship, he had to play him a game early and it really didn't work out with that 150 put on him. Again, win left on bench for him. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, look, I, I, I told you earlier in the week, I, my, I, I sort of, uh, you know, I respect the uh, Kanoi's team. He put a good roster together. He had a good season. I'm looking forward to, you know, the challenge this weekend. I just wish that I kind of wish that Danny would have made it, so I could get the Hammond sweep. Yeah, in the he, playoffs. He 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 actually uh, he was the one that stopped you from the Hammond sweep in the regular season, right? Correct. He's my yeah. only he's my only Hammond loss this year. I have four. I have nine wins on the season. Four of those four. are against Hammonds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I really wanted to. I really wanted to get the number one, the season sweep, but also the playoff sweep would have been. It would have been a nice little cherry on the Sunday. Yeah, I mean that would have been a, a just. A phenomenal storyline. I'm glad it's not happening. Uh, it's already hard enough that I have to <laughs> look at uh, a, the possibility of uh, two brothers-in-law 
uh, winning this league back to back. You know, how does it feel having your brother in this league? Like, does it add a little? You know, when you get to play him, just like uh, you know, Kevin's funny because he plays in so many leagues. He, I think he's in five fantasy leagues. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and I think he he does daily fantasy or every week. And yeah, he, he's in like seventeen different survivor pools. <laughs> so the amount of attention he gives to any one league at this point is minimal. Yeah. So there's no I I think I've traded with Kevin before, but like try to even get him to like pay attention to anything going on in the league is a challenge. Yeah, um, and I'm not I'm not trying to fault the guy. I mean, if people have things no, going he on. just really likes gambling and football. <laughs> you know, like he's just a big fan. Uh, you know, of degenerate lifestyles, and I'm with him. I would totally love that if like my wife allowed me to be in five fantasy leagues with pools from or buy-ins of eighty to two hundred fifty bucks. But, yeah, I wouldn't say – there's always – when you're playing families, there's always a little bit more juice. You know, you always want to win those games. Uh, he actually beat me two out of the last three weeks this year. Yeah. Um, again, I had already clinched. I didn't – there was – you know, I didn't really have much skin in the game. I I wanted to be competitive for the league. Like, I'm, I'm not going to roll over and just give up. Um but uh, at the same time, there's not there's not a huge rivalry between me and Kevin in fantasy. Uh, I have a much bigger rivalry with my brother Brian in fantasy, um, who I you know I, I don't really want to talk too much about the other league because this is not that league. But I mean, it's fantasy football. It's a, it's a good chat. You know, we all know about your ten man. You know, it, the 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 old league. I give you a lot of shit for the ten man, but I'm glad you've made the the step up to a twelve man. You see how much more difficult it is to navigate, you sure. know. And, and again, we've all acknowledged that. You know, it's like a nice recreational league. I think we all have a recreational league that, you know, we try and tweak things with. and Sure. You know. I mean, for me, it's that league is all about, like I said, it's it's about the the, the draft and just the, the friendship I have with those guys. And um, we just all grew up together. But, uh, you know, I think with my brother Brian, I, I've probably p- played him in fantasy. It's got to be close to 20 times. And I think I have three career wins against him. Wow. But I it's did. that bad? It's that bad. But I did beat him in the playoffs this year. Yeah. In that league. I so. mean, that's that's all that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Um yeah, I'd probably jump off a building if Dan had like that like if our if my rivalry with Dan or John was ever that lopsided, I think Reese would have to run the league just, you know, <laughs> like do do the write up and I think he's almost ready. Uh, I mean, he's close. You know, he uh, well, he did pick the losing lineup against. You know, I looked at him for advice, and you yeah. know, I don't recommend asking a person who's been on Earth for a hundred days for fantasy experience. Um, well, yeah, but there's only one way to learn, right? Yeah, uh, there's you, only... you learn more through failing than you do through uh, succeeding. So. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's how I look. I, I look at my life. You know, just the failure will turn around eventually. <laughs> uh, so you beat me. You go to the final four. But before we get to the final four, let's talk about the whole. I'm gonna blow up. <laughs> I'm gonna blow up the Facebook. Uh, I'm going to. I won't say cry, but make a huge complaint about a rule that's not a rule in our league. Walk us through the the disdain with the waiver wire with foam. So uh, th- this is this is where I'm coming from with it. I I do see the the John Sa- Sa- Saunders Memorial as a serious league, a competitive league. Yeah. Um, Pace Memorial. <laughs> I mean that's debatable, but we're trying. We're getting there. Um, so I I just feel like if you don't have a dog in the fight, just stay the fuck out of the way. I agree. Like if you're not if you're not if you're not competing for anything, stay out of the way. Hundred um, percent. 
And I think that if you know if, if that's the kind of league we want to build, then the league office that's that's their function is to ensure competitive play. Um, you know, the, I, I know that there was people that were saying, "Oh, you know, good on this guy for trying to compete still," but at the same time, he didn't start the player that he picked up in the in his uh, consolation game, his meaningless consolation game, uh, and he also started Travis Kelsey, who was out with COVID. Yeah, and that came through uh, several days before that matchup. Like, bad luck, though. Like, what are we doing? Bad luck. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't tell me on one hand that, you know, oh, you're still competing to have fun or whatever, whatever reason you're still competing, and then you don't put a competitive team on the field. That's fair. Uh, your point about the league offices, you know, I, I, I think the league office has the stance of, uh, you know, unless it's something that the league has voted on collectively – um, the league office is there to, one, protect its shield, and two, to enforce the rules that the 12 owners have agreed upon and enforce those. Currently, there is no rule that, I mean, it's a gentleman's agreement that no one who, or people who aren't in the fight, you know, consolation teams, uh, don't waver in weeks that are, you know, for playoff teams. And I, and I just believe that the league office should have discretion to ensure, ensure competitive play. We don't specifically have a rule that non-playoff teams can't just dump their entire roster during the playoffs. However, I know that the league office would step in in that sort of instance. Danny even mentioned it on Facebook that the league office would, would step in, in in such a scenario. And I would, I would hope they would. I mean, there, However, ha- there has been precedent. The rule is not written. It's not written. Precedent has been set for teams that not that don't feel the competitive roster. And to your point where last week my roster was not filled with Austin Eckler uh, and the league offices warned myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, like, I get where you're coming from, but it's, it's, you know, for the health of the league, how far do the league offices want to uh, impose their control and at what point is that too much for its members and, and you know, causing some, you know, unnecessary, unnecessary uh, distrust or, or, you know, feelings, feeling uneasy working with, you know, the league offices as an authoritative body? I understand the league was in an untenable position. Sure. And I, after I, I was, I was pretty, uh, uh, let's say passionate about it. Yeah. In, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, after I, after I, you know, kind of cooled my heels a little bit, I, you know, I, I understood there wasn't really any action the league could reasonably take that would resolve the situation without causing further, uh, you know, consternation among team members. Sure. Uh, team owners. But uh, I, I don't know. I, like I said, it's a, uh, if it's, if the league is there to ensure competitive balance, uh, the league should act in situations where, as they arise, we don't, we can't make rules for everything. We don't know, you're not going to be able to foresee any, any circumstance, uh, where there might be a, you know, controversy. Absolutely. So I believe the league office should have discretion to ensure competitive play. Um, and this whole, let's vote it, vote on it, (coughs) fix it later. I mean, I, I get it. That's, that's really the only way we can approach it. The problem I have with that is then somebody's always getting fucked and you're not fixing it until somebody gets fucked. I mean, that's fair. That's, you know, and it's, it's, we've, we've been able to navigate this for, you know, almost six complete seasons now. Um, and you bring up a great point. You know, I don't think that the, I think the league should have something in place 
um, you know, to to disincentivize or mandate, um, you know, only being playoff teams. Like I like I suggested, you know, fl- uh, flipping the waiver order, you know, to give playoff teams priority, you know, so that God forbid you had to. And mind you, the whole reason that non-playoff teams can waiver is because of our old elimination system sure. where uh, that was in place up until you eliminated Kanoi and Kanoi cried to our dad uh, <laughs> about being eliminated and uh, our dad was like, you have to keep Kanoi in the league because you grew up with him. And Kanoi never paid his dues or like the extra penalty. So he skated by. Um, and ever since he skated by, the next year the other person skated by and we kind of haven't addressed this as like a league punishment. So, um, you know, with that in mind, it should be addressed. It's on, it's on the, you know, the docket for our summer meetings. Sure. Um, but I guess my suggestion is why, why do the, the, uh, consolation games even exist? Like, what's the point of, uh, there's nothing to play for. There's no, there's no glory there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you win a silver medal at the, uh, special Olympics. You're still a retard. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, you're the second best retard in your yeah. sport. <laughs> it was sick. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if, if if ESPN allowed us to not have those games played, and that was that was the original reason we had the Elimination Bowl because the consolation games are forced on us. You know, so like, why not have something tied to it? Uh, it needs to be fixed. It needs to be addressed. Uh, one of your other uh, some other feedback you gave the league. You're not a fan of our divisions. You're not a fan of the four division layout. You don't like four teams. What you made the playoffs based on this system? Yeah, sure. I I just think three team divisions are it's just too small. Uh, it's uh, and you're only playing four games in your division, so four those those four games carry a a very extremely heavy weight versus the rest of the season as they should. Um, I uh, I don't know. I just to me it's. It's just, uh, and, and then you're also guaranteeing four playoff teams. And I think we're going to run into too many scenarios where there's, and we already have, where there's non-deserving playoff teams. You know, you could have a five-win playoff team. You could have a six-win playoff we team. We did. We did have a five-win playoff team. And uh, Who won their week one matchup and made it to the final four that year. I mean, it's it's fantasy. Anything can happen week to week. That's fair. Um, But I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I just foresee too many scenarios where, I believe there's going to be undeserving teams that make it over, you know, you could have a eight and five team miss the playoffs because of a five and eight team, or I'm sorry that I'm still back in uh, 13 game seasons, but sure. Sure. Uh, you, well, like my season where, you know, I, I had nine wins and you were ahead of me uh, and uh, your spot, if it wasn't, uh, you know, locked in with the division, you yeah, know, it opens up for you know, like the other the seven and seven cluster that we had. And I was probably among the weakest seven and seven teams when you, if you want to look at all of the the stats. I think I scored the the third fewest points this year. Uh, I was up there for a while. Um, wow, yeah, yeah, third fewest points. That's got to be a league record for lowest point total to make it to the championship. So I mean, you could argue that I didn't. I'm not a deserving playoff team. Sure, I. I really wouldn't have much of a argument against it, but because of our four, uh, you know, tiny divisions, I was guaranteed a playoff spot. So I don't know. It's just to me, it's uh, it's just about uh, having the most competitive, the most, uh, I guess, uh, when you get to the playoffs, you want you want the teams that deserve to be there. The most deserving teams should make it, and I, I think our system. I don't think it's always going to be the most deserving teams that make the playoffs. Uh, I'm, that's fair. 
Um, you know, like the year Thelma made it at five and uh, five and nine or whatever our records were then, five and eight. Um, yeah, he knocked out uh, better teams, teams with better records. Yeah, uh, it's rough. Uh, you know, I like this format. You know, because it, you know, it it does play uh, place a lot of uh, emphasis on those divisional games. Uh, it makes those matter. I agree that we should be adding at least two more. Uh, I want to vote on that this summer. Have the two additional divisional games, and we have those six divisional games spread out over the season, as opposed to having sure. them all wrapped up in the first four by, weeks by week seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's my other part. That's my other problem with it is every year that I've been in the league, uh, I play I play the possibles two games in a row. Yeah. Every single like the schedule doesn't change. Yeah. So every season I'm playing them two games in a row. Yeah. And I'd rather just stretch that out a little bit. You know, you get an injured player, one of your stars gets in, injured. You just lost half your your, your divisional games. games. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I don't know. That's that's my I like it. I like the it's sort of the the natural rivalries that it, that sort of build this way. Um, just for the competitive balance, I think I think we there could be tweaks to it. Um, and the whole, the scheduling thing, I, I realize it's a ESPN generated schedule. I know the schedules can be customized. That puts a lot of burden on the. The commissioner's office to do that every year. Um, Commissioner's more than happy to do it. <laughs> more than happy. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to open the uh, kind of just open the subject up for discussion. Uh, I don't. I don't think we need to uh, discuss getting rid of the four four divisions sure. that we have, or expanding the league. I think or just adding four teams and becoming a sixteen man league. <laughs> yeah, I, man, that's tough. I mean, I guess we can we can talk about it. I wouldn't vote for that. I wouldn't vote for a 16 What are you voting for the 20-man? Eight-man juniors? I think that could be interesting. Um, Just merging our league with Kelly's league, uh, <laughs> my sister-in-law, his sister, uh, as she's been in an eight-man league for about a decade. I don't think we want those scripts. Uh, I don't, but like we just absorbed their league and kicked them out, and now we have their framework. The only my, – my only problem, and you and I have talked about this before, with the, the 20-man, I just feel like – if you get demoted from the the show, so to speak, yeah. you're just gonna quit. Yeah, that's... I think I think that's I think we're just gonna see a lot of attrition that way, where people if they're not in the the main league, if you start in the eight eight man league, you're working to get up, like that's that's an incentive. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the twelve man, and you get demoted, I just see a lot of people just saying forget it. Yeah, especially if like you're not back in the twelve man like the next year, like you're sure. just stuck in this. This eight-man. Yeah, I mean, you could go to purgatory for 20 years. Well, it's because you're trash at <laughs> fantasy football. Like, what do you want from us? Like, that's the whole point. Um, let's talk about the curse. Um, everyone loves uh, to... I mean, so since you joined the league, basically every trade you've had, uh, you fucked the other player. Like, the other person. <laughs> like, it's... Uh, even this year, between like our trade, where I, I took Antonio Brown, gives me 34 the game after the trade. And I haven't. I didn't play him. That, that was six weeks that I just had this dude on my roster, dead. Well, first of all, I'll say I don't like the characterization that I fucked anybody because I, I always try to make sure the trades are balanced. Totally, um, totally. I, uh, I don't like one-sided trades. I, I think that that also ruins the kind of competitive spirit of the league. If you know somebody's just a, just blindly robbing other players. Um, I, well, first of all, you do that. Too long, nobody's gonna trade with you. Yeah, um, I'm shocked. People, I traded you, and I'm I tell myself not to. <laughs> uh, 
But <clears throat> the whole injury thing, it's football, man. I didn't think it happened. There's no curse. Mm-hmm. It's just bad luck. Mm-hmm. It's just bad luck. You're not drawing pentagrams in your basement and sacrificing local children. I mean, we're not going to discuss what happened in my basement. <laughs> uh, I think that's a, you know, a little too personal. Totally. Um, but, you know, it is it is a coincidence that, you know, I got I traded for Jalen Waddell. I traded Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who... Um, We'll be missing the uh, the championship game. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good segue. Uh, let's look at your matchup, uh, your first championship. Um, this is probably one of the. I mean, I'll be honest. This is not the championship I wanted to see. Having uh, three Hammonds and none of them make it here is probably the most devastating thing that I've ever experienced in this league. Uh, and I still have the record for worst record, uh, two and twelve. Uh, in league history uh probably our most competitive championship game that we've had on the board in a while uh last year's uh poochie and kevin um you know kevin pretty much won in a route um the year before that uh pussy took me to town uh weird phrasing uh (laughs) this this right here i think is what the the league has been waiting for uh tell us how you feel you know what, uh, what what's what's going on in your head so, uh, just first, my observations on on the pimps. Uh, you know, his roster's been good. He's obviously put up the most points in the league. Uh, it's it's really Cooper Cup. Um, Cooper Cup scares the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> he should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, beyond that, I mean, DeAndre Swift. He's he's had some good games. He's coming back from injury. We'll see how much they, you know, how much they rely on him this week. I think he's gonna get a lot of action. Uh, they're playing in Seattle. Um, Prescott has been down. Had a good game last week. They're playing Arizona. Arizona has a lot more to play for than Dallas does at this point. Yeah, Dallas is clinched. So, you know, that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, this this Jacksonville kid, uh, Agung Bawale, I believe. Yeah, I have no idea how to say that. But, I mean, I mean if he's... If Dare? He's... Dare? Yeah, or Dare. Dare? I believe it's Dare. Dare Ongu Bowale. Um I mean, dude, he had a he had a good good solid game last week. Uh fourteen carries sorry, seventeen carries, fifty seven yards, not a high That's good production. Not a high, you know, yards per carry average. He scored a TD. Um TDs with running backs are pretty random. It's a pretty random stat. Um So we'll see. I'm I mean that the, that guy doesn't Scare me, but he's a guy that could easily, I could see, put up 20, 25 points. I mean, I think the most dangerous is if DK, like, fucks around and gets two touchdowns, you know, like, you know, that DK, where my brother had a chance last week, DK's garbage touchdown to start the game. I would say, wasn't that in the opening minutes yeah, of the game? Yeah, so it was the first drive. <laughs> first drive of the game. I mean, that kind of sealed the deal. And then he did nothing, right? I mean, he did nothing outside of that. I mean... I feel like that's the kind of year he's had, though, right, DK? Pretty I, much. I, mean, I haven't paid much of, attention to Seattle this year, but... Outside of a few games. I mean, like, and I tried trading for this guy. I think I didn't come through. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. Outside of three 20-point showings, it's been... Uh, a couple 11s, a couple 17s, and four single-digit games. I mean, uh, you know, ideally, you know, DK puts up this kind of, you know, showing for you. You know, no more than... I think if DK touches 16, 
that's when you got to worry a bit. You know, if these wide receivers are putting up 50 plus, you know, between his wide receiver one and two, that's like that's, be tough. that's a little tough. That's going to be tough. Uh, are we sticking with Brandon Cooks? Is, you know, Brandon Cooks, that was, that was a trade. I sent him uh, and Cordero Patterson to you earlier in the season, and I lost that trade by a mile. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I was really hesitant to make that trade. I didn't believe in Cordero, Cordero Patterson at all. Yeah. I was trying to get Chase Edmonds. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember. I was pushing yep. really hard for Chase Edmonds. Yes, I do remember vividly. And uh, you were adamant that Chase Edmonds was not going to be involved in the deal. <laughs> and then he ended up going down for three weeks on IR. Oh, God. I, yeah, I hate trading with you. Uh, <laughs> Cordero Patterson ended up blowing up for you as like one of the best wavered like like non-drafted running backs sure all season sure but he's been i mean he's been pretty bad lately the last few games he's been he's been pretty bad and he plays i think he plays uh buffalo this week yikes so that's a that's a tough matchup yeah that's that's not great that's a tough matchup and i've got michael carter sitting on the bench but then he plays tampa bay so I, there are some roster decisions to be made here. Yeah, uh, Patterson. I mean, I kind of I'm I'm kind of old school in the fact that I I like to ride the horses that got me there. Mm-hmm. So, but then there's Brandon Cook Cooks. Uh, dude, this kid from Detroit has been impressive. Did you look at his targets? I think he's had in the uh, last four St. games. St. Brown? Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think, think he's Jared got 48 Goff. targets in Just, the, or 46 targets what? in the last four weeks. What? That's disgusting. Yeah. It's, uh, here we are. 11, 11, 12, and 12. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. So. <sighs> Holy shit. 46 targets in, in four games? In four weeks. I mean. And look at and, the point yeah, totals. And the lowest point total. Right. I mean, we were talking before the show, uh, you know, your disdain for PPR. But, I mean, it's like this this example right here now makes Amon Ra St. Brown uh, a viable start. I mean, at least in the, your flex, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and and the other player in that, I mean, Debo Samuel is a mortal lock. Debo's not coming out of my lineup. Yeah. He's got he's gotten me to the show. Yeah. He's been he was if not he was one of the best draft picks. I in my opinion. And they're playing the Texans. And they're playing the Texans. But and I think I drafted Debo maybe in the seventh round. Yeah, you got great value. Um, so I, I thought that was. I mean, if we're looking for. My, certainly my best draft pick was... Yeah, was top Debo. five wide receiver all year. And I didn't have a particularly good draft. Um, it was it was in the middle. It was a, it was a middling draft for sure. Yeah, I... You uh, both seized your team through the waiver and through the, the... What was it? A trade with Jags, a trade with me, and a trade with Kanoi. Kanoi. I had you two know. trades with you. Yeah. Two trades with you. Yeah, one of which you absolutely raised me. Um, And I, you know, start... Before week one was over... I lost my second and third running back. Yeah. Uh, the Baltimore kid went down in preseason. I can't remember. J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins, yeah. yeah. He was my second round pick. Mm-hmm. I lost him before the season. Uh, Raheem Mostert was out oh, yeah. in the first quarter of the first game, I think. Yeah. I don't think he made it through the first quarter. I think he got like a series or two. Yeah, you were, over, he, you were over at my house. Yeah, I remember. And then he, and then he died. <laughs> yeah, and then... So I really... I mean, I, I was kind of behind the eight ball from the start. Yeah. So... And you know nobody's going to be make, making trades in the first four weeks. It just doesn't really happen. There no. were there actually were a couple trades early this year. Um, I think Danny's trade was really early, which I still proclaim as the trade of the year for Fournette. Yeah, I mean I, I I'm eating crow on that one. Um, that trade got him like like he filled the gap in his team that he absolutely needed with that. Yeah, and I thought at the time like I was trying to get Fournette. 
Um, I think he came from Pucci. Yeah. I think I, I yeah, might Pucci have sent, I might have either the week before or that week, um, I had sent Pucci a message on Fournette, and yeah. he just, he didn't like what I had to offer, and look, I get it. I mean, it's, we're not always going to lie. Hey, up. at least he responded, right? He responded. He responded. He said, yeah, I don't see any, he's like, maybe, maybe we'll down the road, we'll revisit it, and, um, but yeah, he responded. I, I, I find that most people respond. There's a few teams that I've tried to reach out to over the years that haven't responded. I mean, the I'm pussies. not gonna I'm not gonna call anybody out. The pussies and they quit on draft day. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I've also I, I tried to reach out to your brother John a couple times this year. I know he's not on he's Facebook. Never much. going to um, never gonna respond. Yeah, I get. I guess I just need his, his cell phone. I'm sure he would. Uh, yeah. At least you know uh, respond. I was actually trying to trying to help him. He he ignored his running back situation all year. And I had, there was a point where I had an abundance of, you know, viable running backs and I was, and he, you know, he had players I was interested in, obviously. And, um, I, I'd sent a message on Facebook. I don't even think he read it. No, he, but not, I, I get it. I not mean, a Facebook user, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, what we'll have to do for the league is like do what they did in grade school. Like the, the fucking contact call chain, <laughs> everyone fill out your phone number. Sure. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, so to me, like I said, my roster is always evolving. I do have some tough decisions to make. I that that Cook and St. Brown, Cooks and St. Brown, is probably the biggest decision. Just going back for a second to to the Pimps roster. Um, obviously, Cooper Cup is the the main threat. the 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 position that he's starting that honestly, I'm like second most scared of. I would say is the Tampa Bay defense. They're playing the Jets. <laughs> If they put up 20 points, that's going to put me in a really big hole. Yeah, it's doable. I mean, you're hoping, like, one of those picks is not a pick six. You know, they're not getting a couple fumbles, sacks are to a minimum. But, you know, yeah. that and Justin Tucker. I mean, you know, Justin Tucker is, you know, he's he, a could weapon. Easily, he could easily put out 15, you know. Yeah, he could hit, he could kick, you know, three 50-yard field goals or two 50-yard field goals and a 60-yarder. Yeah. And that's 16 points right there. Easy. And that he's certainly capable of that kind of uh, performance. Uh, it looks like they're playing in Baltimore, so weather could be a factor. Um, Tampa Bay at New York, like I said, that's a, that's that's a scary scenario. Um, you know, beyond that, it's just you you just never know. Damian Harris scored twenty eight points last week, but he had three touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it. They are playing Jacksonville. I mean, so the game could you know easily just go go towards you know like lean in his favor. It um, could, but I just. I have a personal policy never to draft Patriots running backs because Bill Belichick is a psycho with running backs. <laughs> and Harris could get three carries this week. Yeah, Legitimately, he could. He could, yeah. he could get three carries this week. He could be Ramondre. Ramondre could be, you know. Yeah, Ramondre had day. a couple games this year where he had like 25 points and then you never heard from him again. He fell off. Yeah. It's like he died. So I, I just never trust Patriots running backs. That's a personal policy of mine. Um and I realize sometimes with these uh, mantras I have, I get myself in trouble because... No rookie wide receivers. Exactly. <laughs> let's get there. Let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah, right, right. It, how, how ironic would it be if I wind up starting St. Brown, who's a rookie, and I have Jalen Waddle? I would absolutely love it. Who's also a rookie... And I gotta rely on these guys. Too. I would. I mean, like, it's not like I would never let you live it down because, like, ultimately, like, <laughs> you won the championship, right? Like, you got the last word. I'll but, take it. Yeah, I mean, the the irony incredibly palpable. You could just like slice right through it. Um, any predictions? I mean, my brother tried doing predictions last week, and it kind of fucked him. Uh, I'm not. I'm not making any. Yeah. Predictions. Okay. Okay. I'm so, not making any. Predictions. Smart move. I. Uh, 
I, I, you know, it looks like it's going to be a good game. You know, ESPN, I think, has it projected within a point. I think he's got me by a point. ESPN projections are garbage. I was projected as a 12, you know. (laughs) That's right. You were projected as the worst team in the league for like the first five or six weeks of the season. I I think at the moment it has me as the ninth. Um, I made it all the way up to like fourth at some point when I was on a little bit of a run. But I think it's got me as the ninth best team right now. Hold on. Um, So I, I don't really put a lot of stock into ESPN projections. It's fantasy. Anything could happen week to week. I mean, for what it's worth, the win probability is set at 50% for both of us. So, again, one of the most competitive championship games that we will have. Um, I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm not going to – you know what? My prediction um, – it's not a prediction. It's a want. Uh, I would rather see my brother-in-law take it and then have back-to-back brother-in-law championships <laughs> in the league um, than ever see Kanoi ever <laughs> ever get a ring in this league. Wow. Uh, love you, bro, but um, yeah, I just I, I can't. You know, I need you to suffer a few more years. So, and see, I just you know, I, as a newcomer to the league, I don't have those relationships with these people. Um, I only know it through his roster, basically, and through our interactions on Facebook. He's always been, when I interact with him on Facebook for trades or whatever, he's always been, uh, you know, he's been a stand-up guy. So yeah, I, I he's don't a lovable giant. I, I don't have any particular, I, I'm not going to come here and talk trash on anybody. <laughs> I, I don't know anybody that <laughs> oh, well. God, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I've had some run-ins with your brother Danny. <laughs> uh, you know, we probably aren't on each other's uh, Christmas card list, but uh, that's okay. It's okay. That's what that's what the league needs. The league needs, you know, uh, a little division here and there. It, look, it's it's we both have I I believe we both have good intentions. I don't think either one of us is coming from a a place of of bad intentions. Oh, of course. Um, not. So, it, just reasonable people can disagree, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, I guess in this country that's not really allowed anymore, but um, in fast football, I think it's still allowed. Yeah, it should be. Um, you know, there's a reason we're not. Um, you know, not the 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 authoritative, uh, tyrannical uh, 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 body that some of us want to see or have alluded to wanting to see in the oh, league. Uh, <laughs> look again, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, good luck to you this week. I appreciate. Uh, it. Thanks for coming on. Uh, this is the podcast. Uh, no other. Uh, things to go through, but I will say, join us. Uh, if you do win, we're going to get you back on. Okay. Walk, I'll walk be you here. through. Uh, if you lose, um, I might fire myself into the sun. Yeah, I got a couple of bridges I've been scoping out, uh, like, like tall enough. Okay. You know, so that there's no, you don't wake up in the hospital. I'll just say, I don't want to feel anything. Yeah, just like immediate crack, you know, and we can get it done even quicker, you know, if we got like a nice 32 degree day. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thank you.